Good morning, Wild Heart. It's Grace Elizabeth here. I hope you're finding yourself well and warm this morning, wherever you're tuning in. It's a Saturday morning here as I'm recording this. I'm in my big puffy jacket and the sun is out. I've just finished recording an episode with Anya Barron. I'm really looking forward to sharing the episode with you where she speaks about her own personal experience on her journey becoming a clinical psychologist and dropping into her authentic heart space away from the chitter chatter of her mind, away from the chitter chatter of limiting beliefs beyond the world so she can drop into her truth. And Anya is a really dear friend and sister of mine, I would say. I'm really inspired by Anya's story and her truth and her creations. And it was a real honor and joy of life to sit down with her at the Botanical Gardens this morning in the veggie patch and hear a little bit about her story um, and her business at Remind Yourself where her mission is very much to help people move through their life into their deepest desires and um, what they deserve through the mindset. She um, has an undergraduate and postgraduate in psychology where she really shares her her art and her science of neurology, psychology, yin yoga and her animated story which is relatable and powerful with us. So I look forward to sharing that episode with you. What's been really topical lately for me is again working with the seasons and the cycles we're currently at the dark moon phase and we uh, went into a new moon last night at 3.30 into the Gemini moon. Um, lots is happening astrologically um, as we are in the final phases of autumn here in Hobart. Autumn being very symbolic of the wild woman uh, shedding shedding layers and unnecessary shackles as we head into winter where we'll be stepping into the wise woman archetypal energy of coming in and nurturing ourselves and so lots is happening astrologically as i said uh, we've got a new moon in gemini and i really feel like that all support woman energy gemini is an air element so we're really in our mind in this mirrored of, of possibilities and um, as much as Gemini is an air element and likes to be out in uh, communication with the world around you know Gemini is really also inviting us to be in dialogue with our inner self and um, we're very supported by our inner masculine and feminine so feeling really supported by masculine structure as our feminine um, finds her truth and her heart and her flow as she goes deep into accessing the feelings of her heart uh, venus is also in retrograde so it's a time where we're reviewing um, and re-examining 
potentially our worthiness our joy what brings us pleasure love and uh, enjoyment of our life through our heart so Venus is the heart of intimacy and so those issues may be coming up for us at the moment for us with the intention to re-examine you know and when they come up it's not to necessarily become cathartic and in a place of um, lack of control over you know it's in a place for us to where we would like to go next um, in the podcast we speak about mindset and you know being tender to ourselves as we uh, reshape the neuroplasticity of our mind to support our inner heart and gut knowing and Anya last week shared a, a post on her social media where she was writing about um, the optimist versus pessimistic mindset and she was sharing a book by Elaine Fox called uh, Rainy Brain, Sunny Brain, um, which is all about the new science of optimism and pe- pe- pessimism. And so she was, she quoted, every setback is taken as further evidence that the world is against them. Pessimists are convinced that their problems are beyond their control and will never go away. And she was sharing with us these two quotes, the other one being this. Um, Elaine Fox provides clarity that optimism isn't about uh, dismissing challenging realities or seeing everything as rose-coloured glass uh, tinted. It's about cultivating creativity and creative ways to deal with setbacks and taking meaningful actions that uh, affirm someone's belief that in the end everything will be worth it and everything will work out and it won't work out just because of a random luck but it will work out because the optimist takes control of their reality and so as we connect to the seasons and the cycles um, external to us we connect to the seasons and the cycle that are going on within us and we connect to this opportunity to go into our heart to become in congruence with the truth that is within us because of this one wild and precious life And so I invite you to uh, check in with your heart and uh, follow through to Anya's page and have a look at all of her wise art and science there. It was a real gift for me to sit down with Anya this morning. We were (laughs) joined by a beautiful duck at um, at the Botanical Gardens this morning who came and joined us in our conversation and dialogue. I hope you're all feeling well and taking time to drop into that inner wellspring and love and worth within you. I created three new um, infusion words yesterday and they are commitment, faith and grace. And we use these um, infusion words to help support us as we're always evolving and changing constantly recommitting and coming back to coming back to the truth of the self coming back home enjoy the podcast and we'll speak soon Good morning.
Anya. Good morning, Grace. It's so nice to be here with you this morning. So for our listeners, we're actually sitting in the Botanical Gardens. It's a Saturday morning at 9am. We've got a blue sky. We're in the veggie patch. There's some birds, autonomous leaves. Mm. And yeah, it's a real joy to be here with you, Anya, and to welcome you to the Wild Heart Podcast. Yeah. It's an honor to be on this podcast, Grace. Yeah. Thank you, dear one. Um, I would love if you could give us a little bit of an introduction into who you are and what you do and what drives what you do. Sure. Mm. I'm a clinical psychologist and a mindset coach. The story behind that is from a young age, I was very observant and spent a lot of time with adults because I suffered immensely from a lot of migraines and they would come on really frequently and be really painful. So there were times between the ages of I think about seven to twelve maybe where I would get migraines two or three times a week so every second day pretty much one would come on mm. and looking back on that it was a pretty awful time because I just remember thinking there was something wrong with me no one could figure out what was going on my mum would take me to doctors chiropractors and there was always this fear that being around friends and at school and getting invited to sleepovers, that here I would be, I'd have to call my mum, go home, be in pain, and I would always be missing out. So because of that, I felt like there was some sort of defect, there was something that wasn't right. And I couldn't conceptualize that in my in my head as a kid. So I had a lot of questions and a lot of curiosities. But because of that, I did spend a lot of time with adults because I avoided the possibility of me having another migraine somewhere. And just growing up around a lot of adults, I would listen, I would observe, and I became really fascinated about why people said what they said, why they acted the way they acted, how there were differences between what they said and how they acted, picking up on body language. There was all this kind of curiosity and wonder about the mind that ended up just growing and growing. And and through other sort of tragedies, I guess, or sufferings um, throughout my adolescent years, my dad died when I was quite young, Um, my parents divorced, through those sorts of things I guess it just propelled me further to become interested in the workings of the mind and the heart and the philosophy and science and creativity behind human connection human resilience optimism Um, yeah it really grew for me so that was my path I, I needed to go down that route needed to discover more I was hungry for working with people and connecting to them and figuring out hey did they feel like I felt when I was a kid you know did they feel what was going on in my head I wanted to connect so that was the real drive for me wanting to do the work that I do Mm. and throughout the course of that the evolution of yoga came in 
uh, the evolution of music and songwriting mm. and performing came in. So a lot of who I am and what I do has just been an accumulation of my love and my interests and people that have supported me and those have, that have challenged me and have brought me to where I am to want to help people in a really genuine way. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks so much for sharing, Anya. Um, we were just talking before we started this podcast. We weren't really sure where things were going to evolve and where things were going to you know, transpire to. And we are always circling and we are always, you know, spiraling. And I think one of the truths you know about me is I really love being um, in sync with the external cycles. Mm -hmm. And so we really are like, you know, dropping our leaves at the moment and, and dropping and dropping mm. what isn't serving us so that we can come back to our, our true selves, come back into our heart space, come back into... Uh, what we love and what brings us joy and so what I would love to ask you is so you did your undergraduate degree mm -hmm. and then did you do postgraduate um, studies yeah. yeah I actually went into the world of business first so I did a business degree with yeah. Monash and wanted to work in HR thinking I want to help people mm. you know live a good life and mm. was curious about the business world and and actually, to be honest, it wasn't mm. curious about the business world. Mm. I think I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I think I was mm. just following everyone. Yeah. And people were like, oh, do business. You know, it'll be great. And and, and I did because I just kind of wanted to fit in. Um, but about halfway through, you know, the heart started calling and reminding mm. me this isn't... Mm your path darling mm. I don't want to be one of those people that wakes up and dreads going to work mm. on Monday and I started to become like mm. that so I went back finished mm. my psychology degree and this was when everyone was earning money and starting to buy lots of cars and you know starting to get a deposit for homes and I was like oh I'm going back to uni <laughs> um, so Again, it was one of those moments where I'm so happy I chose the right path, but at the time it was difficult. So I finished the psychology degree and then at that time I decided to come to Tasmania to see Mona for my birthday. And that was around the time where I was applying for my masters. And I thought, perfect, I'll do it here in Hobart. And that's what brought me here. But yeah, that was the journey of the studies. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, you know, so I did my undergraduate in nursing and thought that I was going to progress up the up the line and as a undergraduate and then in my postgraduate I was super dedicated and super dedicated, you know, both to the art and the science and, and getting getting good marks but also showing up and presenting myself to the external way in what way that was possible for me to show up and be in service to other people. Mm. And what was interesting is then I actually went overseas and did, like I did nurse for two years and I worked in the mountains for a couple of years and it was like the same as you. I was like, oh my goodness, like everyone's like, everyone's got houses, everyone's having babies, everyone's got cars and I'm just like sleeping on mountaintops and then you come back and you're like, oh, this is what everyone's, you know, stepped into. But, you know, we can't but honour the truth, can we? Yeah. Because, you know, and it sounds very morbid to speak to, but at the end of our lives, we want to look back and know that we have lived our truth and so like there is this paradigm of people who are taking that time yeah to come into themselves and um 
we're going to hop, skip and a jump a lot in this podcast, Anya. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the moment we're in this dark moon. So we're in the dark moon of yeah. um, new moon of Gemini. And so that is this time of going inwards. Mm. And you are a yin yoga teacher as well as you're being a clinical psychologist mm-hmm. and having your remind yourself business. And tell us a little bit about how you came into connection with your inner truth beyond the possibilities of, you know, being, you know, following the path of being in business or following whatever path you could possibly take but coming inwards to find which was the right one for you yeah and you know for me it wasn't one big bang moment Mm. that suddenly the skies opened and the clarity was there Mm. I think it's been an accumulation of experiences where I've really felt the need to quiet down Mm. uh, to listen to that part of my heart that tells me something whether it's saying Anya go and walk from Hobart to Launceston to raise money to get music into aged care homes there was a moment I remember I just felt that calling and I thought I don't even know what that means that's strange and it sounds odd but I needed to do it and it was one of the most uh, opening experiences for me Or, you know, other examples in life where you've met someone who there's been a moment of something that they've said or that they've done and it's really highlighted to you, again, the importance of quietening down and aligning with what it is deep down that really matters to you. So for me, it's not big, big moments. It's been across the last five, ten years or so where it's a journey of little openings here and there but I have noticed for certain Grace that they come more to me when I connect creatively when I close down the outer noise of the world when I allow myself time to practice meditation mindfulness yoga breath dance drawing songwriting all of those things for me are are almost like the uh, the stage for me to step into and then be able to align with my inner truth Um, and I need to do those things regularly and I'll know when I'm out of work I can feel it (laughs) I can feel it I I'm like everyone I'll get a bit more irritable oh I won't speak my truth with clarity I can sense it that I'm tired they're my reminders that I need to come back to that beautiful stage where I can go and be free and indulge in those acts that allow me to turn down the noise of the world because Mm. you know I mean you and I know we see it in our daily work when we talk to people when we're trying to help people that so much of the suffering and the stress and the adrenaline and the cortisol the baseline of all of that in our bodies is just rising and rising and rising and we're bombarded and actually like molested with messages constantly from media from news from the world telling us to live a certain way be a certain way buy a certain thing act a certain way all of that pressure it's increasing and increasing increasing and our brains are so miraculous they're able to take all of that information in and let us function but the thing is that 
our brains want to work for us, not against us, right? And our brains are there to take in what's necessary and to use that so we can be our optimal best selves and get what we desire and deserve. But if our brains and bodies are completely saturated with so much pressure, that's not allowing us to connect with those things that deeply matter. That's not allowing us to really stop, slow down and say, what is it that makes me live my best self for Mm. others? What is it that allows me to feel like I can step into my, my real self and do justice for the world with all that I have? Mm. So again, just coming back to your question, it's, it's really about purposefully finding ways to shut the outside noise off so that you can explore and connect to the inner world that you have Um, that's the thing that will allow us to continue to really feel like we can live that life that we desire and deserve yeah right absolutely Mm. um uh, and you know i'm also like my journey with yoga that has brought me into my body has been that journey of finding out when I drop in well what actually is going on in my head what is my inner world what am I made up of and is there discrepancies between you know who I want to be and who I am who I desire to be what is my truth and who I am and if not now when and so we were talking a little bit before about um when we do drop into this place whether that be through yin yoga you know whether that's going for a walk whatever the truth is for that person where they're able to drop into their body and we find out you know what is the dialogue that's going on in there can you speak to us because we were speaking a little bit about the podcast before about self-sabotage mm-hmm. and You know, at Wild Heart, we're all about moving beyond limitations, whether they be um, inherited, whether they be collective, whether they be behaviours or habits or stories we tell ourselves. What we really want to do is really tenderly and kindly, non-judgmentally, right? We want to be really tender and in our heart space because it's all, that's what it's about. It's all about love. Can you speak to us a little bit about from your perspective and your experience in the clinical setting and also from your own personal experience about how we, yeah, we tap into uh, our thought patterns or what's holding us back and not necessarily holding us back, but what's in the way of like the true self and how, yeah, yeah, we can rewire our minds and our body and our gut and our heart intuition yeah Mm. look self-sabotage the concept has intrigued me for a long time and a lot of the work that I do be it clinical psychology be it the mindset coaching even in yoga practice there's within all of us we have these primed automatized ways of feeling thinking and acting there's a loop in our mind that has been strengthened over time. So if there's been experiences in our past, let's say as a child, where we felt unsafe or threatened or insecure about something, we would rely on a coping mechanism. And whether that was withdrawing, whether that was reaching for food, whether that was distracting ourselves in another way, 
those coping mechanisms worked, right? So our childlike brain realized, hey, this feels good. I get to avoid the pain through this mechanism. Now, because of that, in that moment, the brain is really clever and it works for us, not against us. So it keeps a memory of that. And as it does so, it creates a neurochemical mix that releases signals to then change the hormonal activation of the body which then creates emotions that relate to that experience and then because of those emotions that triggers the same kinds of thoughts so in essence when you're younger and you have these coping mechanisms and these experiences they're really ingrained in a thinking feeling acting cycle the thing is, most of those coping mechanisms as a youngster, let's say, they're really acceptable. Think about it. If a child cries, what do parents and caregivers do? Give them a lolly or give them something, yeah. you know, to ease the pain. Mm. Those are acceptable. Mm. So what happens is they become repetitive. We rely on them. Those neural networks mm. activate and strengthen each time that happens. And as we get older, we want to avoid more pain and we want to gravitate towards desire and pleasure. Yeah, that's mm. how our brains are basically mm. wired mm. we want things that feel good we want to avoid things that feel mm. bad so again throughout our years that cycle strengthens now here's the thing in our adulthood by the time you reach about your mid-30s it's said that essentially your personality is pretty much set right so all of your experiences that you've had they've become pretty much automatized. 95% of what we think, feel, and do is subconscious. Mm. And isn't that a bit of a scary thought that mm. about only 5% mm. of our daily workings yeah. of the mind and the body are purely conscious awareness? Yeah. So when we say self-sabotage, it's really that these cycles that have ingrained are so subconscious that the body is almost taken over the mind mm. so that the next time you feel insecure not steady threatened not good about yourself it's like the body reacts automatically and will go get that same coping mechanism that has worked so well before so even though logically and rationally your mind is going I don't want to have that extra drink I don't want to go out and do those things that don't make me feel good I don't want to rely on the food yep tomorrow I'm gonna stop you can you can convince yourself all you want to in that moment and be logical about it but the emotional experience that has been ingrained for so long that's the one that's in charge and that's why it's really important to understand what you said about tenderness mm. that when we're trying to undo our limitations it's undoing a subconscious habitual loop that we've found worked well for us when we were younger mm. but we need to be able to let that part of ourselves go and that is often the really difficult thing about undoing self-sabotage because mm. think about a grace mm. so much of our identity is embedded in our personality and if mm. our personality is about 95% subconscious automatized patterns if you're trying to let go of self-sabotage mm. and self-sabotaging acts are a big part of you 
it's kind of scary to let that go mm. and it sounds preposterous yeah. oh, because absolutely. logically you're like well I don't want to self-sabotage I want to let that go I want to give yeah. that up mm. but it's really challenging for us because it's almost like we have to let go of our younger selves we yeah. have to let go of our mm. adolescent selves we have mm. to let go of all the archetypes we've been working through it's mm. it's scary and and letting go like all of the stories that we've yeah. had up until this moment right here right now exactly. and we'll watch the new story and well, what's the new truth and what does that feel like you know yeah. that's the unknown whereas our comfort zone mm. we might not like that but we know how mm. safe it feels yeah so the reason it's so important to do that is because again once you drop into that space where you decide i'm going to consciously switch on a different activation of my neural network mm one that will allow me to change my brain waves one will one that will allow me to go from let's say the better brain waves which are associated with a lot of analytical thought thinking problem solving worrying down to your theta waves which are more about a bit of a calm state even deeper down to your your delta and then the ultimate the gamma waves you know dropping into a space where you are literally changing the energetic level between the messages of brain neurons by consciously thinking a different kind of thought you are then creating a different kind of hormonal activation to create different emotions right so you're going from that subconscious automatized habitual loop and dropping into a space that says brain dear brain i love you and i know you've been looking after me and i know that you're doing all of this you know to keep me safe and calm but i am gonna literally take charge now Mm. and i've got this and Mm. i'm gonna allow you to calm down and adjust your cortisol and adrenaline i'm gonna allow you now to turn off the fight flight mode and get into the rest and digest mode Mm. i am gonna give you permission because you've done such a good job to keep me safe and alert You've done all you can to get me where I am and and everything that I've been through. But you know what? It's safe now for you and I to be conscious, be aware, and step into higher elevated emotions like love, gratitude, kindness, abundance, care. That is what happens when we drop into that space. Because we are so worthy. Because we are so worthy. Because we live in this vessel. Because we have this one wild and precious life. And no one is immune to to having worth. There is no human that walks this earth that isn't worthy of coming home. That Ugh. isn't worthy of dropping into their heart space. Absolutely. So, you know when we self-sabotage we forget that we're worthy and we forget our self-esteem and we forget that we're we're love and it's all available and isn't it this moment by moment you know dropping into the heart space you know and dropping into a deep full belly breath and dropping into gratitude like for so many reasons it's like that direct gateway into our nervous system to drop us out of the head to give us a little glimpse into our heart and 
beyond that 95% unconsciousness <laughs> into like 5% of what we could change. You know? And you're right with the keyword that we can change yeah, right there. Yeah. That we can change. Mm. Just because it's 95%, that doesn't mean that's the way that it's going to be. Yeah. Through the practice of dropping in, through the practice of quietening down, you actually have the power and control to change that. Yeah. And there are so many people out there who do really want to change and they've had that little glimpse, like you had the glimpse where you dropped into your heart and you did that big walk across Tasmania and you raised, you know, you know, funds for getting music into um, uh, nursing homes. Isn't that true? Yeah, absolutely. And you followed, like we have, what I think's really important is we have this little drop in into like the heart intelligence, into this like inner wisdom. And then we, we've got to follow through. But the thing is, we have that little mind moment that comes in and is like, no, 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 that's not your, like, <laughs> you don't do that. Your body is afraid. Like, you, are you, yeah. we're, yeah. we're sitting here in the vegetable patch. I don't know if you're getting chilly. Are you oh, chilly? I'm a little chilly, <laughs> but no, I'm so happy to be here. No, no, it's I fine. keep forgetting. I'm like, I'm like, I am cold. And then I'm like, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> Me too. Um, and so, um, like, I have so many people who are in my circle who are, we are always evolving we're always changing and they're stepping into to new new truths and that means sometimes new lines of work new offerings and that sometimes requires being vulnerable and so when we have this bodily response that has been happening for maybe 20 years some people 40 some people 50 like to face that is a really big thing and so what advice would you give to someone who is honoring a new truth for them but they keep dropping back into their that that mm. that physiological feeling of fear how can yeah. we rewire that because our body does want to support us yeah so how how can we rewire I always come back to something that I find, oh my gosh, there's a duck here that's just come up to us. How incredible is that? (laughs) Hello, beauty. Um, The one thing that I would really encourage listeners and all of us to embrace more, if we are having a good intention to change, yeah, you're completely right. It's really difficult because we get sucked back into old ways, especially when we're vulnerable. Mm. So here's the thing. Get clarity around the core things that are important to you in how you want to live and how you want to create the new life you desire and deserve. Mm. When I say gain clarity of what's important to you, I mean not just those kind of goals of like oh yeah I want to I want a great career or I I want to I want a home in the suburbs or whatever the goal is you know I'm not saying that's a good or a bad goal it's whatever it is for you I'm saying go deeper to the intention the the real why behind what's going to drive you to achieve your evolution and and that process of change if you are clear on what truly matters to you you are able to use those as guideposts. So like if you're trekking out in our beautiful Tasmanian wilderness and you know, you're on your journey and you feel like you're a bit lost and you kind of feel like you're going in the right direction, but you're not sure. When you see one of those posts with the little arrow, you suddenly go, ah, okay, I don't know what the end looks like, but I know I'm heading in the right direction. Our values they're our guideposts Mm. so when you become really clear on why you 
value something strongly, then no matter what happens along your trajectory of change, no matter what happens in terms of how many steps you might fall backwards or Mm. how many setbacks you come across, you're going to feel inspired and motivated to return back to your reason why. So Grace, over the years, I've really, really been fascinated by the scientific work around values. And I've done a little exploration myself and I've become clear and I rework them on a regular basis and I really encourage my clients to do the same thing. But I'm super duper clear on my values. They're freedom, connection, gratitude. In fact, I have the word freedom tattooed Mm. on my body as a reminder for my brain that in those moments where something has frazzled me, where I'm vulnerable, where I'm feeling weak and tired, where I'm feeling disconnected, I have a literal reminder on my body to come back to my value and reassess why I'm willing to put in the inner work to stop the self-sabotage or why I'm willing to give up time and energy to practice the meditation or why I'm willing to tune out the noise and give up something that's a quick fix and go deeper and continue working. So in essence, you know, we're not perfect. We're always going to stumble. We're always going to fall. We're always going to have days where we want to pull the covers over our head and not get out of bed. Mm. But at the end of the day, If you come back to those guideposts, or I like to call them illuminators, Mm. because they they shine a light, I guess, when things feel murky and dark. Mm. When you illuminate your values, you are setting yourself up for more success in terms of being able to change that 95% of automaticity. You're giving yourself more of a chance to rewire the brain you're giving yourself a chance to really remind yourself that you already have everything in you to do everything that your heart desires thanks so much Anya (laughs) thanks so much I'm just like sitting in this like well of this is you know this is one of my whys is to hear you know, hear how people have tapped into their truths, you know, so they can live this precious life. And so, thank you so, thank you, Anya, no, for you know joining pleasure. me here today and sharing your truth, um, because it really it's a guiding light to other people, you know, as well. Um, one of my teachers, you know, she's constantly getting us to. Um, transition with the times that are external to us and she gets us to create like those infusion words like you've mentioned you know freedom was that big you know big overarching word for you and dropping into your why and because we are always you know cycling in into our truth and um, I I just created three words yesterday that support my why and the way I wrote them was actually faith grace and commitment but I actually feel like it's commitment to my why so commitment to that heart intelligence and then it goes faith you know so you commit and you do the work and then you kind of surrender a little bit to the unknown and in total trust of what you're committed to so when you surrender it's almost like you're like okay my body still remembers that fear or maybe times when you felt like an outsider or like really vulnerable yeah. and your heart goes chicka chicka yeah. and your gut goes <laughs> and your shoulders go like slunching <laughs> and then the other word is um 
is grace and that's like mm. and I was thinking well how is faith different to grace but grace is you know you surrender you have faith and then grace is like the flow grace is like that's the flow oh, that's, that's you're willing to to go that's with a, however rides yeah. grace I loved what you said about like the, the the inner work like the commitment mm. I think in any kind of process of evolution and living our best lives for ourselves and those we care about in that kind of process we we forget that inner work is actually what generates the joy that we experience when we are living our truth and mm. going past our limitations mm. right it's actually through the inner work. It's through the committed action, daily, weekly, monthly, mm. that you are literally generating that mm. joy that you feel and that contentment to then step into your truth and yeah. live that way. But again, for most of us, the way that we're raised and how we're influenced is that it's the quick fix. Yeah, it's like we just yeah. want to feel good. We just want mm. something to make it easier. Mm. We just want something to make it easier for ourselves in yeah. that moment. And we, we want it now because we see everyone having it now. Yeah. We see it on yeah. social media. This person's got it now. Yeah. We see it in the news. This person's got it now. And we kind yeah. of aspire to be like everybody else. And we want to follow everybody mm. else. Mm. And that's wonderful too. But we've got to remember, hey, it's the inner work that actually creates the feeling that no one can take away your inner work. Mm. Someone can take away your degree a piece of paper someone can take away your home your car your clothes your job title no one can ever take away the energy time and space that you've decided to put into yeah. to better yourself so i think it's really beautiful that no matter yeah. what your infusion word is mm. no matter what your values are there's this real beauty in the inner work is what creates the joy mm. Mm. <laughs> And I do love that because we, you know, there's that term and, you know, outsourcing, you know, looking mm. to other people to, to give something to you, you know, yeah. outsourcing to another in hope that they will meet you where you desire to be at. And it's, you know, you're giving away your power essentially then. So when we do this work, that is you working with your body who wants to work with you too, working with your heart that wants to work with you, working with your mind that wants to work with you. So yeah, it's that constant process of yeah, coming yeah. in, reclamation of the true self. And yeah. we're like always stepping forward and like finding out, well, what is, <laughs> what is my true self? And we're always like constantly asking, and I love it, like, you know, being in curiosity and asking the why. Yeah. Because you made that post, um, I have no idea what it was, but I was looking through your Instagram page <laughs> and you were like, what, what is it that you're chasing? You know, what is your why? And it does it take you closer to who you want to be? Yeah. You know, and that's all, that's what we're doing. Why am I doing this? What is my why? Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, it comes back to what we were saying earlier about how we're raised and mm. how so much of that influences what we chase. And again, there's nothing wrong or right about, you know, going for things and having ideas about what will make you happy and bring you joy and satisfaction and grace and hope and faith and mm. abundance and love and all of that. There's nothing wrong or right about what you chase, but the important thing is, is that when you slow down and remove yourself from that exterior noise, from that external world of the pressures, the to-do lists, then you really start to see and ask yourself the questions, 
why am I chasing what I'm chasing? Is mm. it because everybody else is? Yeah. Or does this really ignite the fire within me? Mm. And we can't ask those questions if we're just constantly chasing and not slowing down. Yeah. So the importance of dropping in and slowing down to give you a bit more clarity about why you're chasing what you're chasing, mm. that's really helpful. Yeah. So what are you, you're uh, working on a new project at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about like all of the little bits and pieces (laughs) that you're you're working on that ignite your fire? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's one actually starting on the 1st of June. I'm calling it the mindset movement as part of remind yourself. And essentially what it is, it's starting new habits and rewiring our brain, but aligning it with our winter month of June, where you and I know here in Tassie in particular, things like seasonal affective disorder and the mindset of, oh, it's too cold, I don't want to go exercise, I don't want to go outside, it's too dark, it's too windy, that tends to set in. And so I decided let's do 30 days of walking for 30 minutes minimum or running, whatever you like. But the reason I want to do this with the community is there is so much literature and exciting emerging studies that are showing how being in nature in particularly when we're walking has these really significant positive effects on our immune functioning our cardiovascular health our endocrine system our sleep our gut brain connection Mm. there's a plethora of studies that are coming out now and really validating that but i just wanted to make it fun too and do it together you know if we set up a habit of making sure we get outside get a little bit of vitamin d you know put the jacket on put the umbrella over your head get out and walk Mm. that in itself has a huge impact on a positive mindset building aspect Mm. of your personality Mm. so it's a little project I'm working on and I can't wait to have the community involved but other projects I've been really interested in is just sharing the love and joy of psychology neuroscience spirituality yoga practice through webinars, uh, through community-based programs. Um, I've really enjoyed Love Notes to Remind Yourself, a project that I started last year where I came up with 365 love-fueled messages and collated them onto a little notepad that was made from sustainably sourced paper here in Tassie. And the idea behind that was really, um, it came from a place where You know, when I would feel down or alone or sad or vulnerable, I would like to take myself out to a cafe and get a cup of coffee and read a book. That would be one of the things I would really look forward to Mm. doing. And sometimes at the cafe, I would be sitting there and, you know, just reading away. And I had this this urge to just leave a little love note for someone and put it under the sugar bowl or leave a little love note somewhere where you know the next person would come along and if they were having a bit of a bad day or if they weren't feeling so great or even if they were feeling amazing they would you know get the sugar and open up and see what's this and and read it and suddenly feel elevated Mm. and so the idea came to me where I actually want to spread more of that I want to spread goodness I want to spread good intention and 365 love notes one for every day of the year is you can tear it out of the little notebook and leave it for your partner or your friend or a lover or a stranger or you can just enjoy it if it resonates with you yeah beautiful (laughs) so where 
where can people purchase these and where can people um, check in with your work and what platforms you're on and get in touch with you? Sure. Well, the little love notes to remind yourself, they're purchased via my website at remindyourself.com. They're also stocked at some stores around Tassie. One of my favorites is Boho on the Beach in Kingston, really mm. beautiful shop there that has some lovely things. Mm. Um, and Merchant as well, another good store yeah. that stocks Tassie goods. Um, yeah. So I feel really proud to be with those stores but primarily through my website and in terms of getting in contact with me send me a message via my website my contact page I'm always connected there in terms of socials it's generally Facebook and Instagram so Instagram it's just mm. at Anya Barron and it's also at remind yourself mindset mm. same with Facebook but Great. yeah however people want to connect I'm there send me mm. emails ring me on the mobile number on my website I don't care if you just yeah. want to have a chat right. and just say hey right I love it and like I love I love your Instagram account I love Aww. your Instagram account oh, and I love you. how you honor the art and the science like um, <laughs> yes I do I do I do I do I love Thank it I love your you. quotes and how you integrate yeah how it actually works in our body and how we can track it beyond the feeling sense which we know is like feeling good yeah look I just try to make it relatable I think there's so much science and so much information and knowledge out there but I have to connect to it in a relatable way and I just I try to give myself the opportunity to go how can I take something that we know but maybe it might spark an idea in someone else or motivate them or change the way they're thinking or feeling so Mm. I really enjoy doing that aspect of my work yeah so Anya, I am so grateful. Thanks so much. Oh, it's been such a joy to be outside in this crisp morning air with the sun and the duck that came around, which is so cute. It's been beautiful, Grace. It's been a real honor to chat to you here. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, my heart's humming. I couldn't think of a better way to start, you know, my Saturday. So I agree. Yeah, so much love and so much, yeah, wild and gentle wishes and... Yeah, thank you so much, Anya, for joining us. My absolute pleasure, and I send all of that out to the listeners as well. Beautiful. Thank you. A pretty amazing podcast. Thank you so much, Anya, for sharing your wisdom your embodied experience in dissolving the autonomic habitual loop that goes on in our mind so that we can drop into our inner world and be aligned and supported by our mind, our true self and unlock that ingrained emotional experience or experiences that are holding us back thank you to you listener for staying around to the end and thank you for bearing with us while we well I learn about the impact of the elements on the audio so thank you for bearing with the natural elements like the wind I rather feel like they support the audio and do welcome them and so as well as equally the bird sounds so thank you so much for for tuning in and I hope this episode has 
nurtured your wild heart as always lots of wild and gentle wishes beautiful soul